Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 9, Episode 58. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and ramrod co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on species considerations for enclosures, horses and cattle. Our topics for this week are special considerations for horse fencing and proper construction of cattle fencing. Fencing for horses must be easily visible and high enough to discourage attempts to jump it. It must be strong enough that when horses scratch their rump by pushing and sitting on the fence or leaning into it, to get the greener grass on the other side, that the gate will not open or the rails will not pop off. Horse fencing should have some flexibility on impact to reduce the risk of injury from horses running into it during play, fear, or attempted escape from a bully. There should be no openings large enough to entrap a hoof, which is more than three inches, and no sharp edges or projections. The best fence types for horses are electric rope, woven wire, pipe, or plank and post. Each has its advantages and disadvantages. Therefore, a horse containment should have more than one type of fence based on the strengths of the type of fence in a particular situation. For example, electric rope works well for pastures for economy and effectiveness. Woven wire for smaller enclosures when wanting to keep children and dogs out of enclosures. And pipe or plank and post for smaller enclosures, particularly those needed for stallions. Three strands of electric fence or three planks can be sufficient for mares and geldings, while colts and stallions may need up to five strands or planks. If horizontal planks are nailed to the outside of the fence, vertical face boards should be nailed over the boards. This extends the connection to the post and significantly increases the strength of the fence to be challenged by horses inside the fencing. The space between horizontal planks should be too small for a horse to put its head through sideways and possibly get stuck. Quiet-mannered adult horses in a closed herd might be contained without incidents in barbed wire, chain link, or high tensile wire pastures, but all these enclosures are very hazardous for young horses, hot-tempered horses, or herds that may occasionally have new members, or for any horses that are crowded. It's best to avoid barbed wire, chain link, and high tensile wire in all instances for containing horses, since the type of horses that may be enclosed in the future may change. Barbed wire is the leading cause for lacerations in horses. Cattle mesh is unsatisfactory for horses because the openings are too large, four inches square or more, which can catch horses' hooves. Welded wire 
comes apart when rubbed on or kicked by horses. Chain link can catch horses' hooves and halters, and the top edge of the mesh can cut a horse's neck. Woven wire mesh, 2 by 4 inch squares, or diamond-shaped mesh is safe for horses and aids in keeping predators out of enclosures. A sight board or pipe should be used at the top edge of mesh fences to make the fence more visible to horses. Sight boards also deter horses from reaching over and smashing a fence down to grace. The bottom of mesh fencing should be flush with the ground. Electric fences are particularly effective for horses. Horses have short hair coats and thin skin. Some wear metal shoes. These factors facilitate the effectiveness of electric shock. Unlike other fences, electric fences are not used as scratching posts or chewing rails for cribbing by horses. If run into by a panicked horse, electric fences cause few or no injuries that are common with other fences. The introduction of a horse new to an electric fence should be supervised. It takes at least 700 volts to get the respect of horses. Because of the short burst of the charge, it does not cause burns or abnormal heart rhythms. Typically, 4,000 to 5,000 volts are used for horses. Abby says it feels like 5 million volts when her tail touches it. It's like blast-off time for a booster rocket. Horses cannot stand in mud for long periods without developing hoof and leg problems. Horse facilities should have a dry lot, an all-weather or sacrifice paddock, and a well-drained area to allow hooves and pastures to occasionally dry out during wet weather. There should also be a 12-foot wide all-weather lane from stables to turnout areas. Curved corners and pens, paddocks, and pastures aid submissive horses to escape from an attack by another horse. Enclosures with right-angle corners can be blocked with one or two diagonal boards as another means to aid the escape from herd bullies. The height of horse fences depends on the size of the enclosure and the type of horse. Smaller pens or crowded pastures require higher fences. For mares, foals, and geldings, most pens should be at least five foot high or more. Most pasture fences should be at least four and a half feet high. Pens should be at least six inches above the horse's wither's height. Stallion pens and gates should be at least seven feet high. Horses that are trained or have learned to jump should be kept in nine foot high pens. Donkeys should be enclosed with at least five feet high fencing since they can be able jumpers. A perimeter fence should be as high as the withers of the tallest horse, which is usually 54 to 60 inches. Mature stallions should not be kept on the other side of a single fence from other horses. The pens for other horses should be separate with a distance of at least 12 feet between the enclosures. To improve stallion behavior when not breeding, stallion pens should have different gates for use when breeding and when taken out for other reasons. 
Perimeter fencing is advisable wherever stallions are kept. For foals, the lowest panel, board, or wire should be 12 inches or less from the ground to prevent them from rolling underneath a fence. Otherwise, the space from ground to the bottom of the lowest horizontal part of the fence should be more than 12 inches to aid in mowing, trimming, and reduction of the risk for adult leg injuries. When electric fence is used, a strand of electrified rope, wire, or tape should be at full nose level. It should be 2 inch, 14 gauge or stronger tubular steel. Aluminum gates are not strong enough to withstand the pressures exerted by horses. Gates with diagonal or Z bars can leave narrow corners that can trap head and legs and therefore should not be used for horses, nor should support cables. Gate rests, a block of wood to rest the end of the gate on when fully opened or fully closed, reduces the strain on hinge posts. Gates that open and close with one hand are safer when leading horses and only one hand is free. Slinky type spring gates are not appropriate for horse gates because they'll catch horses' tails. Bungee type retractable rope gates are safer. If on a major road or in a residential area, a small 24 by 24 foot catch pen should be built to go through to the pasture gate to prevent other horses from escaping when moving horses in or out. When an alleyway exists between pastures and gates opposite each other and both open into the alleyway, they can become a channel between pastures. Abby says, gate channels between pastures? She thinks that might jeopardize her employment and violate her labor contract. Handlers should always walk a horse around a new pen or pastures inside perimeters both directions before turning it loose for the first time in that enclosure. If the fence is electric, it should be turned off and flattery should be tied to the top fence strands for increased visibility until the new horse is accustomed to its new surroundings. Water troughs should not be located close to the electric fence. If the current reaches the water by mishap, the horse may get shocked and avoid ever drinking from that trough afterwards. Hay should not be tossed over electric fences. Horses might try to pick off pieces from the fence. Pastures for horses should be checked routinely for rocks and animal burrows that could injure horses' hooves or legs. Farm or ranch equipment should not be stored or discarded in horse pastures. Pastures should be inspected for potentially poisonous plants. State agricultural extension offices can provide information on the identification of poisonous plants common to the region. Pins for cattle should be made of dense wood or metal and high enough to discourage animal attempts to jump over the fence. For cattle, handling pins should be at least five and a half feet high 
and the lowest board should be close enough to the ground to prevent attempted escape underneath. Pressure treated pine fence posts and pins should be 6 to 8 inches in diameter. Osage orange or black locust fence posts may be 4 to 6 inches in diameter. A pasture fence should be at least 4 feet high with the lowest clearance of no more than one foot from the ground to keep calves in and still allow mowing or trimming underneath. Barbed wire was developed specifically for cattle and is commonly used. At least four strands should be used to contain cattle. Wire mesh is better than barbed wire but more expensive. Wire mesh with square or rectangular openings of four inches or more should be used for cattle only. High tensile smooth wire that is not electrified is inadequate since cattle do not respect it and reach through for vegetation on the other side, eventually breaking the fence down. Electric wire can be used as a temporary barrier for another type of fence that needs repair or to subdivide pastures for rotational grazing. Electric boundary fence should be five to six strands. This will ensure that cattle touching the fence will be shocked on the nose or ears since these areas are sensitive enough to cause cattle to be deterred in challenging the fence. Cattle panels are welded mesh wire prefabricated fencing modules that are 52 inches high and 16 feet long. Horizontal wires are closer together at the bottom to prevent calves from catching their head in the fence. Utility panels are 4 by 4 inch extra heavy gauge rod mesh 4 or 6 feet high and 20 feet long. Bulls, especially during breeding seasons, are the most likely to challenge a fence. Some will learn to push down posts. In this case, electric fence or exceptionally stout fence must be used or the bull must be sold for slaughter. Electric fences are adequate to contain bulls for large isolated pastures. At least 2 by 6 inch plank fence with 6 by 6 inch posts every 4 feet or welded pipe rail fence should be used for bulls contained in small pens or near populated areas or busy roads. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Horses are the hardest of domestic animals on the maintenance of fencing, and poor fencing can be a significant danger to horses. Special fencing is needed for stallions and for foals. Barbed wire was developed specifically for cattle. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about species considerations for enclosures. 
small ruminants, and swine. Hey, Abby, do you sing row, row, row your boat in the shower? No? Uh, well, what do you sing? Uh, you're going to wash that man right out of your hair from South Pacific? Are you referring to me? Mm -hmm.